Education has been a topic that's been in the news all week. We saw it earlier in the week when uh, protesters marched for a couple hours, I think three hours downtown in the loop, um, asking for police to be uh, no longer included uh, as part of the uh, safety and uh, security protocol of CPS. And then we saw that the Chicago School of Board decided to uphold the uh contract, the $33 million contract with CPS for a little while longer. I think they're going to, it's going to be back up for a vote either in July or August. And joining us right now is Nader Issa. He is a reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, and he has a story right now, um, right on the uh, front page of the Sun-Times website. Hi, Nader. How are you? Hey, G. Good. Good. Thanks for having me again. It's always uh, nice to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy because I've seen a lot of your stories this week. There's been a lot of coverage. It's been a really busy week, yeah. <laughs> You've been working Crazy. overtime. It's been a busy year, actually, on the CBS beat. Oh, my goodness, yes. And if you really count the calendar year, if you think about sort of what you've been in for this whole like school calendar year, starting with even the, the teacher strike, I mean, it's right. been insane. Yeah, I mean, the, the strike and then um, the, obviously the school closures because of the pandemic. We, we were like, oh, that's that's nothing's going to beat this. And then here's another uh, historic vote that the Board of Education had to take uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, well, OK. Well, I want to talk about the story that's, um, you know, in in the news right now. And of course, your story um, is on the like I said, the front page of the Chicago Sun-Times website. And it's about this ex-CPS principal that's charged mm-hmm. with uh, injuring a, a school lunchroom worker. This just sounds really just from left field. How did this happen? Just give us some background. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it, it's a bizarre story. We started reporting on it, I believe, the, one of the first few days of April. Um, we, we reported on that incident. There was a, a principal at an elementary school. It's called Franklin uh, Elementary Fine Arts Center. It's this fine arts uh, uh, elementary school up in Old Town. And um, I think it was the third or fourth day after the coronavirus closures uh, started. uh, There's like a skeleton skeleton crew of Mm -hmm. staff at the school passing out food um, to, to families coming to pick them up. And this this principal at the school, he, he says he was goofing around, that the, the whole staff was goofing around, and he threw this, like, hard, reusable plastic water bottle, and it hit a cafeteria manager in the face. And, I mean, it, it must have been thrown pretty hard because she ended up uh, being diagnosed with a concussion. Um, there are a couple photos in that story you're mentioning of some mm-hmm. cuts to her face. Um, she, she ended up having to have a, a like minor wound above her eye closed. Um, and and it, it was, it's just a bizarre story because you think about a principal in a school and the, the type of example they um, are expected to set, and then you balance that with throwing a water bottle that ends up uh, causing a concussion for, for a school worker. And it's just hard to put the two together. So, Nader, you know, I did take a look at the photos and you think like water bottle, you don't think that could ever be thrown that hard <laughs> right. to cause a concussion. But then if you and I recommend everybody go on the Chicago Sun Times dot com website, because when you look at that photo, I mean, it's she looks bruised up and it's not it, it's you can see that there was some serious damage there. 
Yeah, and, and I, I think when we say water bottle, a lot of people think of like, like uh, a disposable uh, Dasani or yeah. ice mountain. Like one of the, yeah, no, it was it was like a, a pink um, mm-hmm. plas- like hard plastic reusable bottle, and yeah, I mean it, it must have uh, been thrown pretty hard to to cause that type of damage. Um, and the the thing with this too is that that incident sort of started the investigation for CPS, right? And they, they got a report about that. They uh, started looking into it, but then we wrote about it in, um, like I said, the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. And after that, there were a ton of people who reached out to CPS with complaints. And um, it was just one allegation after another that piled up. Uh, there were reports of racist nicknames that were used for staff employees um, I'm not going to repeat any of them here, but they, they had to do a lot with uh, just stereotypes for black and Latino uh, people. He was uh, accused of some questionable handling of the school's special education program, um, was accused by a lot of parents of repeatedly yelling at them, belittling them in front of their students. And so all of that sort of combined uh, to to force uh, CPS to to try to fire him. And when they presented him with the findings of their investigation, he just said, I'm going to step down, I'll resign. Um, and so that happened earlier this week. And then, of course, today is what you're, you're uh, referencing. He was charged with a felony uh, this week for that bottle-throwing incident. So he was uh, in court today, felony, aggravated battery to a school employee, um, and he's gonna he's gonna have to go through the court process for that. So this uh, now ex principal, he's forty six years old. His name is Kurt Jones, and as you mentioned, uh, was at a top rated. I mean, when you think about the old town neighborhood, that's a posh neighborhood. Uh, top rated CPS school, right. Franklin Elementary Fine Arts Center, and you know it seems so. How did he climb up the ranks with you know having all of these issues? I mean, you talk to people who knew him when he first got started, and he really was like a rising star in the district. He started down, well, first he, he was a teacher at Franklin, the, the school where um, he just stepped down from being principal last week. Um, but after he taught there for a little bit, he went to Libby Elementary mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, on the south side and really, really helped turn that school around. They, um, from, from every metric that CPS uses, obviously, um, people question if the metrics are uh, really useful for, for a lot of schools. But um, by every metric, he, he turned that school around and was seen as one of the high risers uh, at CPS. Then he got this coveted job at Franklin. Um, and, and one thing to note is he was so uh, sort of looked at as, as an example of a good principal that he applied for this program called uh, uh, ISP. It basically allows principals to have very little oversight from the district. Um, mm-hmm. They aren't sort of categorized into these small networks of schools. And so if a principal applies to that and gets accepted, they sort of move out from that district oversight. And in this case, that obviously was needed. The oversight was needed because a lot of this stuff was going on for years. Wow. I mean, fascinating. I'm sure when you were first working on the story, you had no idea that sort of this uh, complaint 
by the manager of the lunchroom was then going to end up, uh, I mean, the manager of the cafeteria was going to end up sort of breaking the dam, and then all of these complaints were going to come forward. Well, I mean, I'll I'll let you in uh, behind the scenes a little bit, actually. We had started hearing about some of this stuff, some of the other complaints in, I think, January or February. Okay. And I, like, spent a couple months trying to uh, reach out to people, see uh, if uh, people wanted to talk. There were a lot of people who just did not want to talk because they, I mean, parents, for example, don't want to put their names out there and then put a target on their kids' back. Um, whatever it was. And so, and same thing with teachers, school staff, but then it just happened to be that this incident uh, came about in March. um, And at that point, uh, like leading up to that point, we had had no way to really write any story about this. Um, But then that incident happened and we wrote about that. And like you said, the, the dam sort of started opening. Um, do you think, obviously, he's been charged now with a felony, but uh, do you think there's any other lawsuits that will come forward, like any civil lawsuits? What do you foresee? It's hard to tell. I mean, with all of these things, obviously, litigation is always possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be possible from him suing um, the district for wrongful termination. It could be possible uh, for the lunchroom worker suing uh, the the ex principal and the district there there's just any number of possibilities so mm-hmm. it's really hard to tell um, when it comes to litigation so has the um, you know embattled ex principal has he said anything for himself or I mean have you heard anything from CPS officials I, I've reached out to uh, to Kurt Jones I think uh, maybe an average of two to three times every time we wrote a story. Um, and I, I hadn't really heard anything back from him until this week, or maybe it was Friday when, uh, when he resigned. Um, he's, he, he told me he's consulting, uh, an attorney. And then a couple of days ago, he, uh, he, he said that his whole life has been dedicated to the education of the students of the city of Chicago and that, uh, every side has a story and, He'll uh, he'll tell his story soon. So that uh, that side of the story remains to be told a little bit. I, I, I will say though that um, when CPS did its investigation, they they gave me a report uh, with all of their findings, and he had uh, he had some of his defense in there. Um, mm-hmm. He he basically said that a lot of the more dangerous incidents, like he was he admitted to five or ten times tossing a chair. Uh, down over a second floor balcony mm-hmm. to try to startle some of his employees as and and he sort of said that was a playful way to to build a relationship with them um so that was one defense he said the racist nicknames were um sort of this group of employees who worked together that made them up uh about each other um i don't you can take that wow. uh, for what it's worth but that was uh, a lot of his defense well, uh, Nader, incredible work. Uh, Nader Issa with the Chicago Sun-Times uh, with the story about this um, ex-principal, uh, uh, CPS principal. It's going to be interesting to see uh, as this story develops. Obviously, he's saying he's horsing around, but it sounds very bizarre and like as though he was terrorizing not only uh, employees and students, but uh, parents as well, which is also even like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that was happening. So thanks so much, Nader, for taking the time to talk with us. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it.